Hello and welcome to Until We Rise podcast. This season, we are talking all about that magical four-letter word, love. Yeah, for some of us, it's a bad word. Some of us, it's a great word. Some of us, it's exciting. Nevertheless, love is what we're talking about. And so let's talk about what it means, how God defines it, and how we can see this play out in our everyday lives. My name is Rachel, and I am the founder and CEO of Until We Arise, a nonprofit organization called to bridge a divided people to loving community, empowering resources, and a compassionate Christ. We are building a strong, empowered community of women who are combating injustice and fighting oppression um, in all parts of the world with love and compassion. And so it is a huge part of what we do, not only to... um, to have and build community through conversation and authentic um, experiences, but also through the word of God. And so we do that um, through things like this podcast. And so today's devotion is not far from that. It is talking about a further definition of what love is. And love is hoping. Love always hopes. Love hopes all things. And that is coming from the first, the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, as Paul describes to the church in Corinth a little bit more about what love is. And so I also dig into Colossians 127, talking about the hope of glory. So I hope that you enjoy this podcast. And as challenging as it was to record, I pray that you feel it because I even listened to the recording and I feel, I feel like I sound so somber because it was hard for me to write. Because as you sit in a place with promises yet fulfilled, it is only the hope of glory. It is only a miraculous power that can kind of have you continue to hold on to hope when um, hoping is harder than living in despair. So I pray that you're encouraged. I pray that you are filled with hope and with faith as you listen to this podcast today. Today's devotion is entitled, Love is Hoping. And it comes from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, where the word says that, in the NIV it says that love always hopes. In the NRSV it says, love hopes all things. It really hit me hard because um, as a woman who has encountered a number of challenging circumstances in my life um, I've had to really sit with the reality that hoping is hard because every time you hope there is an opportunity to be disappointed and let down and that is not something that I enjoy dealing with sometimes hoping can be so scary the fear of hoping can be debilitating because it feels like You don't know if you can make it through another disappointment or another discouragement. And um, I know that for me, it has been a challenge because I look and I think about the fear that comes along with believing for even like a happy ending. And I I remember sitting in my car the other day with my mom saying, Mom, I I get it. I, I get to see the goodness of God around me, but sometimes I just feel like My happy ending is nowhere to be found. And I just have to learn to be okay with that. So as I read the scripture that says, love always hopes, 
That's a side of love I'm still working on. I'm still trying to understand and wrap my head around. So in doing that, I was praying and seeking God. And I was taken to the scripture in Colossians 1.27 that says, To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. I wrestled with that because I don't quite understand the hope of glory. I was asking God, what do you mean hope of glory? The hope of being in heaven? Is that the hope of glory? And so I, I read the scripture, I read all around it, and I realized that Paul in the book of, Col- of, in the book of Colossians was speaking to a church. He was pleading with people in this passage, or in this chapter, in this letter from prison, So he was in prison pleading with them, struggling with them and saying, hey, I I, I know we've never met face to face because this church was actually planted by um, another one of of Paul's disciples. So it wasn't like some that like he knew them personally, but he had heard about some of the false teachings and the different things that were going on. So he was pleading with them to know Christ there. They were distracted and he was saying, no, no, you're missing the fullness. And I want you to get back focused. Like it's not about any of these other religious traditions. It's not these other, these other, um, uh, religious, um, like rules and these other things that are going to give you the hope that you're looking for. He's saying that it's about Christ. But yet, Paul in this was was with such urgency. He was like he and he describes the using the word toil and struggle as he was communicating. He's like, I want you to be mature in Christ. This is a wrestling. It's like he understood the importance of 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 people grabbing a hold of the right hope. They were doing what seemed right to them. They were making sense of their own traditions and their day to day life, much like many of us. And they were falling astray, making up their own theologies and their own practices to to kind of make sense of the world for them. They are trying to build up religious patterns and to make sense of things and in their own wisdom. But by doing that, they were minimizing the power that came with the holiness of Christ and what Christ did. And, and Paul's desperation in this passage is really powerful because he's he's emphasizing that it's all about Christ and Christ cru- crucified. And, and I still was like, okay, God, so as I, as, I do, as I rested in that, I was like, Lord, does that mean that I am to not worry about the things of this world that I hope for because the greater hope is Christ? I wrestle with that. Because as much as I want that to be enough, I'm terrified at the thought of becoming cynical, becoming bitter, and and not having any hope for anything here on this earth. And what I realize is it's not really that. Love doesn't run out. And when we are, when love is hoping and continuously hoping, even when it's not easy, it's knowing that our hope is not just in Christ, in the promise of heaven, in the scripture of Colossians 127, it says, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, that Christ is in you. 
The gift of the Father is to love us continuously and to restore our hope that no matter what happens in our life, Christ is in us. And as believers, we have a peace of, of knowing that we are never alone. For the Israelites, they had spent thousands of years in this unfulfilled promise of salvation and unfulfilled like waiting for a Messiah, this, this mystery that they had unfulfilled. That's what it's talking about in the book of, of, of Colossians. He's trying to explain to them, like, this is what the Israelites were waiting for. And that was the mystery that he even brought not only to the Israelites, but, or to the Jews, but also to the Gentiles saying there's this mystery is, was unfulfilled, but it comes through Christ now. That, and, and even though they couldn't recognize it when he first came, they didn't recognize Christ as hope because they expected their Messiah to be powerful and strong and, and to re, like overthrow the government. They expected to have their land restored. They expected all these other things. But when Christ came, he restored hope that extended beyond the things that they expected. The hope of eternity. The hope of of a fulfillment that reaches into the places that no dollar bill, no food, no land, no prestige can reach. It's the hope in your heart. It's the hope that says that you are loved unconditionally by an unselfish, unrelenting love of the Father, the love of the Son, and the connection and the fellowship with the Holy Spirit. It's powerful. He wants us to hold on to him. Even when circumstances don't play out the way we'd prefer. The hope of Christ is that he lives in us. That he is with us. And that he will carry us through every circumstances. Whether it's good. Whether it's bad. Because people, our flesh, our finances, relationships. The whole earth may not always be ideal. But God's goodness and his love doesn't waver. As a matter of fact, when, when our life gets heavy and hard, his love, it, it feels stronger because he promises to be closer when times are hard. When, then, when, when our hearts are broken, he says, I'm near to the brokenhearted. And while I still think that hoping is scary, I truly believe he is revealing to me a hope in him that even when the things I thought that would fulfill me look far away, his fulfillment will keep me. And he will give me the things that I need. He will give me things that will fulfill me because he loves me and he knows what's best for me. And when I pursue Christ, when I pursue him, I'm not alone. I am not walking in my own path. I am not desperately chasing. I am moving confidently with peace, knowing that my Father is protecting me. The Son is warfaring for me. And the Holy Spirit is with me. So hope, hope is something we need. Because love is always hoping. Love is hoping in all things. Not allowing discouragement, disappointment, and resentment to stop us from hoping. God's love is perfect. God's love hopes. So I hold on. I hold on knowing 
that his hope will not fail me. His love will not fail me. This is powerful because not only do I hold on for the things that I have yet to see come to pass for me, I partner with others. And when my friends have lost hope, I reach out and say, I will hope with you. And you don't have it in for you to hope anymore. I hope for you. Let's believe together. So love, even as we share with others, is hoping. I hope that spoke to you because I know it spoke to me. Even just hearing it again reminds me of how challenging it is to hold on to the promises of God, to hold on to the things and not be like distracted by by the feelings that I'm being delusional or the feelings that I'm being um, abandoned or dis- or or just dumb. Like God is real. His love for us is so real. His promise to be with us, it changes everything. And if he tells us he's going to give us the promises that he has for us, then we are to hold on to them and hold on to him even more closely than we hold on to those things that we desire so deeply. Sometimes God is purifying, purifying the motives of our heart. Not that having the things that we want here on this earth are bad or desiring these things, but reminding ourselves that the things that give us fulfillment aren't these carnal things. There's a connection that with the Father that supersedes all of that. That whether you lose or you lose a loved one, whether you lose your house, you lose your career, you lose a pet, you lose your earrings, <laughs> no matter what it is, on what level you've lost. The Lord is saying, I am your sustainer. I am what is going to keep you through all of it beyond your life in this flesh suit. And so there are things that we will be able to reap the benefits of in this lifetime. And, and there are things that we won't. And I think this is personal for me as I think about holding on to the promises of, of a family for myself. Sometimes I wake up in a panic like, <gasps> it's passing me by. <laughs> Sometimes the same promise or the same fear kicks in when I look at like the growth of our ministry. And I'm like, oh, it's not where I want it to be. I, I feel alone in this, God. Ah! And the panic can settle in. And the Lord is like, Hold on to me. When you feel those things, just call out to me. I'm close. I've died for you. I've died for those worries. So hold me close and don't give up because it's just getting started. If I've promised you, I will give it to you. Trust my process. And one of the things that I've learned, guys, is that my... My like patience and tolerance level is not very high. And, and like what the Lord is doing over these years is teaching me that endurance, that patience, the strengthens that says, okay, you don't have to rush it. I'm with you. Chill out. <laughs> so that's the journey. And so I hope you're encouraged. Um, this is not to lose heart. 
keep hoping and next week we have an amazing guest i am just overjoyed to be able to share with you um she is going to be partnering with me for a new endeavor that will be launching in january we'll be announcing it next week as well and um so i'm excited for you to hear about her story um working through mourning and despair and still finding a reason to praise god still finding a reason to hope so you don't want to miss next week's episode if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast and um, follow us on Instagram and on our website. You can keep up to date on all the things that are going on. You can also get written versions of all of our blogs and also catch some YouTube videos that have a little more expanded teaching. So um, we'd love for you to be a part of that. There's tons of resources. This is just all for you. Additionally, we have We See You Kitchen every Saturday where you can join us. Um, there is a form on our website so you can sign up or you can also DM us on any of our social media platforms. And so just remember... That as you go through the week to keep hoping because love is hoping and God is with us. And so the question I have is that until we arise, what in our world won't change? What in your community won't change? And what in your life won't change until we arise?